there may or may not be some additional uh, things to munch on here in a moment. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. If you brought packing peanuts. <laughs> oh. oh, he's smiling. <laughs> oh, no. This is not, this isn't what we do. Welcome to Coffee, Rants, and All Things Christian with the Parkview Pastors. Joining me today are Daniel, Skyler, and Mike. John Seth couldn't make it today. He was headed to a Chaco's convention in Orlando, so he's not, he's not here with us today. <laughs> okay, not really, but we were told by one of the VBS kids that he had his independence taken out, so yeah. he's not in good enough health to be with R.I.P. us today. R.I.P. R.I.P. his independence. Yes. Yes. Mike brought in some coffee today. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. This is uh, from a native, well, it's not really native to my hometown uh, of Miami, but it comes pretty close uh, because Maggie is a lady who owns a restaurant here called Maggie's Place right downtown across uh, Highway 90 from First Baptist Church. And uh, and she serves the best uh, cafe con leche uh, in the city. And so we have some cafe con leche that we're, uh, we're drinking today uh, as we talk about different things that are Christian, uh, I guess all things Christian, and uh, as we rant a little bit. So um, I don't know that Skyler has actually taken a sip yet because he's still shoving his face with a Cuban pastry uh, that is made up of guava and cheese. And Man, they are so good. <laughs> <laughs> they really are yes, delicious, though. Are. Everything yes. that I've had from Maggie's Place has been yeah. really delicious. Yeah, so if you get a chance, uh, uh, stop by uh, Maggie's Place early and stop by often because they, she has some really good Cuban food there. Absolutely. And, and we'll, Leche is really good. We'll link their Facebook page in the show notes if you want to take a look at that as well. But thanks for bringing that in, Mike. It's super good. It's the first drink that I think Skylar has actually been able to enjoy. That's true. Without <laughs> adding a bunch of That's French true. vanilla it's good. cream Love it. to it, right? Yep. That's right. Good. That's right. He didn't even good. bring a Dr. Pepper or no. a cup pre-filled with some cream or anything. I was, I mean, yeah, I came expecting this. And uh, was fully prepared just to drink it as is. Good. good Well, while you're enjoying your coffee, I thought I would kind of take us on a... I'm so uh, scared right now. I was going to take us back in time to one of our previous podcasts where you guys accused me of liking junk He's pulling something out of a bag right now. He's digging through a trash can as we speak. I have with me... What the heck is that? The circus peanuts. No. That everybody seems to either really, really love or really, really hate. And so I am going to, by decree, mandate that you at least try one. Because some of you have never even tried one. And you say you don't like them. But it looks like styrofoam. Just throw one Can we just do this all at once, just like we do with the coffee? Okay. I'm... (laughs) David David just feels it. He doesn't even like the texture of the the feel before it goes... (laughs) What is... Yeah, it's a circus peanut that oh. is. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Okay. Somehow it feels grosser than a packing <laughs> peanut. Actually, like I would rather oh. be holding that in my hand right now. Mike, you want to count us down from? Yeah. Three? I should have had the guava pastry after this. <laughs> yes, junk. I know, I know. Well, you get Kathy Colletti to wash it down, but yeah, I kind of. Well, I, I didn't know if we were going to eat the pastries before we started recording or like mm. during, which would have been kind of. Strange. But well, I I did during. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so so enjoy your circus peanuts, guys, because I've got something else that you can wash that down with afterwards. Oh, oh, they my take gosh. these little tiny what is, bites. What is happening? Oh, it's <laughs> it's not even chewy. Like it's man, we 
It's really, really too bad that we don't do like YouTube videos of these podcasts yet because <laughs> but what we may have to this? take a break. It's like, you know, like the first half second when you, what's that sugary gum? The pink one, hubba bubba or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first like half second. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just bad. Uh, it's bad. It's like, <laughs> it's just bad. Okay. I just don't get <laughs> yeah. it. Daniel's not even going to finish it. No. Oh, I can't. I'm pretty sure Dave is not either. So. It's, it's very... This is probably isn't the right word. It's very sweet, like almost like rich. It is very sweet. Very, very sweet. It's just like orange sugar, confectionery yeah. sugar or something. What With other A little surprise? bit of glue? A little bit of glue, yeah. What other so surprise So now we have oh. Uh, oh, Getz's, no. which, is, which is a step up from the cowtails. There's something in the middle of that. There is cream surrounded by caramel. Oh, boy. Take one, pass around. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. So you can, you can try So those. here's the problem with this one is like... You're going to require us to bite far enough into this to get the cream in the middle. That's right. You got to at least get oh, half, man. which is a lot. Right. Because most normal people will just throw the whole thing so, in. So before we eat this, my dog just recently had some, a surgery <laughs> and we have to have medicine to give him, <laughs> but he doesn't want to take the medicine. So we got him uh, what they call um, pill pockets, which yes. is a treat around it. This feels exactly like the pill pocket. <laughs> also, was, kind of looks like it. It could. I was wondering where you're going with that. Oh so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pill pockets and three. Two. Hold on. Hold on. I still got okay. a circus peanut going on. <laughs> okay. I don't want to yeah. mix them. Me too. Can't get rid of it. Gonna need another coffee. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. Let's do it, boys. All right. So I just I'll, went I'll all in. The, I just... the play-by-play. Sky. Okay. The, Initially, not nearly as bad as a circus peanut. Okay. Okay. The cream in the middle is still gross. Oh. So Daniel now has two half-eaten pieces of candy in his uh, station. David, I feel like I'm going to be chewing this for five more minutes. Out, yeah. But here's the thing. I'm not that picky on candy, so this is this is pretty bad. I think you are picky on candy, though. I think you've already we've already discovered that. He has one something else. We are up to two. What? That I don't like. I know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Tootsie Rolls. I'm, gonna, I'm going for the hat trick. Oh, good. There's another. The three. No, just the a second. I, I have right something back. to say about this. This is mint candy. chocolate. I can't do it. It's not mint chocolate. Let me pass this box That's over exactly to Skylar right. so he can spit his out also. <laughs> these are these are Atkinson's peanut butter bars. This peanut butter bar. Do you know what else is a peanut butter bar, Mike? <laughs> a Reese cup. A Reese cup, yes. Yes, yeah. it is. And it doesn't need a competitor because it's already gotta, perfect. I still got to chew up whatever we ate last. I, I spit mine out. You want the, the box? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You guys just don't know what's good. I don't. I don't like this. I already. have a feeling this segment's going to require a lot of editing. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of rattling. We, we it probably, like, you know, we're sitting probably taken uh, a little bit longer than we anticipated. On. I'm trying to build it up where I can swallow the last one. All right. We ready? Oh, did Jordy? Yeah. All right, we're diving. Sorry. In. Yeah. Hey, look, it's a Butterfinger without you know the chocolate. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which is significantly better than either of the other two candies. <laughs> you haven't even finished the other two. I, I legit I legit almost puked on that one. <laughs> I could barely get it down. Wait, the second candy? Yes. yes. I said, that's why we spit ours out. I couldn't. No, I don't let you. I couldn't. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I tried. I tried you to bring what? some class to this you know joint, but that was not bad. Okay. Yeah, the third one was not. That bad That was at the all. inside of a Butterfinger. Yeah. Oh. See, I was okay. Well, that's good. 
Now is a Butterfinger better? Not, I would think. I would absolutely. Think I'm absolutely chocolate, it but, is. Yeah. Not bad. All right. You can pass that other jar back over. I'll get them out of your way. <laughs> Please. Mike's going to yes. finish off the rest of these yeah. while we yeah. record. While you guys are answering questions, I'm going to eat candy. And- <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've disagreed on that, I'll disagree about this. I've got my mystery banter topic in front of me. I'll read it. What are the best potato chips? Baked versus kettle cooked versus regular. For example, like Lay's Original. Well, I don't want baked. <clears throat> you don't want baked? Mm-mm. Explain. Like the baked Lay's or yes. whatever? Yeah. No, that's not my first option. What? Well, no. we could throw kettle out because nobody should have. That should like not. That's not even American. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't like the kettle. Daniel, that's what's what? your top of the three? Uh Kettle cooked would be my favorite. Really? Yep. There you yeah, go. See, no. yep. Give me an example. Lay's has an original kettle cooked, a baked original Lay's, see, and the original, like the the normal Lay's. I I had no idea about the kettle cooked. I don't I don't I've never tried that on. Okay. I'm pretty so sure. at Sal's. Mm-hmm. Right. The chips you get at Sal's are kettle cooked. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You don't yeah, you didn't even know what kettle cooked chips mm-hmm. were? Oh no. yeah, it, at Sal's at what you get. Says it on the outside. I just see chips, Mike. <laughs> okay. Baked are by far my favorite. By far. They're so like I will not even hardly eat original Lay's anymore because that's ridiculous. So much, better. so much better. Now I'm I'm I probably just am a, an original guy. I just like the, the original. But I do like baked better than the better than kettle. Kettle to me tastes burnt. Baked is like a Pringles. So so I know Pringles aren't baked, but it's got that same kind of I see texture, what you mean. I still I like baked later baked lays better than Pringles, but, but I see what you're saying and how they're similar. Yeah. But I would rank them baked, then kettle cooked, and then regular, honestly. The regular ones I don't I don't even like unless it's like so the when, only thing available. When you say kettle, I think like kettle corn, but this is not yeah. no, just no, the no, way no, that no. it no. Yeah. kettle corn is, is yeah, it's like a it's and a sweet and sweet. Yeah. So kettle that's what I had came to mind. Burnt. But but <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones that sells though, so I mean maybe I will I don't know. Why are they? Why are they un-American? I don't know. Just it. it just like, not American thing. The right thing know. to say. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, because it's Lay's original. I don't know. Yeah, but when the baked came out and I tried those, I was like, Lay's the original are dead to me now. These really? are endlessly better to me. They're less greasy. That's for yes. sure. Oh yeah. I would definitely There's put baked taste third. Involved. Out of those, That's and I don't really know much about it. kettle, but. Sounds like a nice. Guy. I think you know more about kettle than you think you know about kettle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like everybody knows Beatles songs; they just don't know they know Beatles. Yeah, songs. you're probably right. You're probably right. I just feel like man, I'm missing John Seth right now because I feel like he would over something this simple would just get really angry about. Yeah, you know, yeah his feelings would have already been hurt by now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's too bad he chose Birkenstocks over That's the right. staff. Rest in peace, Gandhi Jesus. <laughs> I always think of Berkeley from Zombieland too. <laughs> well, we're going to do the main topic a little bit different today than what we normally do. We were doing our series in the church, and we're going to continue that after this. But we were uh, we didn't want to continue with that without John Seth here. So we're going to take a break from that. And this week, we're just going to do kind of a as quickly as we can a and a session. We've had some questions sent in on the website form. And so I'll just go ahead and start us off. The first question in this Q&A session is... Uh, basically more and more young people are leaving the church. Why do you think they're leaving? And what do we do about that trend? How about some stats to start us off with? 
So um, Lifeway Research did a study recently called Within Reach. Um, there's a book by Ben Trueblood with that title. Uh, lots of great information in there. But uh, just kind of to frame the problem, um, 66% of students that are active in church during high school are not active during college. 71% of those, so 71% of those who have left did not intend to ever leave the church. So just kind of to frame the problem there. Right. And I don't know that that number has changed a whole lot in recent history. This, this has kind of been um, an ongoing problem and concern for a long time. Yeah, I would, I would guess that it, there's a, a, quite a few factors involved uh, in that process. One of the things that we always, we always talk about um, is how you even as, as followers of, of Christ, even as Christians, we don't, we'll never, we'll never drift towards holiness. Um, if, if we're going to drift, we're going to drift away from God because we're going to drift back into our, our sinful nature, into what we're born into. We're going to drift from the spiritual world back into the physical world because that's just what we, we do. We saw that the disciples did that after, after, you know, Jesus's death, they were seeing, they didn't know what to do. So they, they went back to what was comfortable. They went back fishing. Um, and so, so our natural tendency is to drift away from the things of the spirit. And so when you get, um, when you get, uh, maybe, uh, away from home, away from church, away from some of those things that you were brought up with, if you're not intentional about keeping that as a part of your life, then you're, you will drift. And, and that's why you, you maybe see the drift a little bit, uh, in college. And then, um, and, and then all of a sudden they're adults and they don't realize how far they drifted. They've just, it, it's not really been, an intentional walking away from the church necessarily as it has been just, they've outgrown it. Um, faith is something for children. Uh, but once you get older and you get wiser and you get a little bit of life experience behind you, then you seem to be able to do things on your own. I, I and again, I, I don't know. It just seems like it would, that's just a natural progression without intentionality in our walk with Christ. We, no matter what age group we are, we're going to drift away from that. Yeah. And, I agree with you, Daniel. I think this has been a long, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, not necessarily just in recent years, but even with that, I mean, even if it has been going on for a long time, what do, how do we approach that problem that even though it has been going on for a long time, it is a problem. And what do we, what do we do to try to help and change that? Well, I think, I think that our, our, like our next gen ministries and the things that, that we as a church try to do, we need to, um, we need to give our, our students um, more credit than maybe we have in the past, uh, allowing them to wrestle with some of the deeper issues of the Christian faith, um, talking about um, instilling in them how how our theology will drive our ethic and our actions and our attitudes. Um, because, it, you know, so much of, of what many of us remember growing up in church was, I mean, we were getting the gospel, but a lot of it was hype and a lot of it was just um, uh, not not necessarily challenging us to think, beyond what mama said, what, what we learned from our families. Um, and so when you, you get out of that and you get into another environment where they're challenging those thoughts and you have no way to respond, then, then, uh, so I, I think you asked, what, what do we do about it? I, I think we, we, uh, you know, press the gospel in on the hearts and minds of our young people and we challenge them with, with deeper things of theology. Um, back to the, back to that book by Ben Trueblood within reach. Um, there's a lot of great information there, uh, but here are a few highlights and I think they kind of naturally lead into some of the things that we can, we can do to help this problem. Um, parents are the most influential people in the lives of our students. Um, they say that themselves, uh, in, you know, in this study, that's, that's, they say the most influential person in their life is a parent. 
Um, also, uh, Bible reading and prayer are hugely important. Uh, the vast majority of students uh, who said that they regularly spent time in prayer and personal Bible study, uh, the, the vast majority of those stayed in the church. Uh, so they are not part of that 66%. Um, also, real relationships with adults in the church seem to have a huge impact on whether or not a, a student remains in the church. So just from those three things, um, you know, some things we can do to fix the problem. Uh, parents, teach your kids and your students to love the church and teach them to love God's word. And the best way to do that is by example. Uh, let them see you worship. Let them see you read your Bible. Um, let, you know, Take them to church and, and be consistent with it. If it's not a priority for you, uh, it will be less of a priority for them. Yeah, that's really good. And I love what you said. The best way to do that is by example. So like theme through Hebrews, what we've been doing, uh, the theme has been Jesus is better, you know? And so if you're a parent, and you want your kid to stay in the church, learn to love the church. You're going to have to live out with your life, a life that says Jesus is better than anything in this world. And so I think our students may have in their heads, an idea of what Christianity or the church is. And I'm hoping that we can shift that from maybe these boring religious people to people that they know just as better and it's proven with their lives. And so not just like, don't do all these bad things, but like there's a better life out there than anything that anyone else could offer, you know? Yeah. Show them, show them with your priorities that Jesus is better than sports or dance or even Mm -hmm. the beach, you know, just, it it just speaks volumes. I, I think you're right on with that. Statement that you made earlier too, Mike. That I think that one of the ways that we can we can help it is just help challenging our students to to think deeply about things and teaching them how to think through with a biblical worldview. Um, because I do think that they're at, they're being faced with the questions, deeper things, deeper conversations. But who's informing those? Who's informing them on some of those deeper topics? Um, is it the church or is it the culture? Well, the culture is discipling students in some way or another. So we as the church should be speaking into those issues as well. I was grateful during COVID for our discussions with the students talking about some of those different things like capital punishment or abortion or those type of things. I think that those are things that they're, they're interested in hearing about. And as, as, um, the church, we were able to kind of speak into those things so that they can think. I've seen students think deeply on these things. They're, I think you're exactly right. We should give them some credit for those things as well. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Let's go ahead and move on just so that we don't go crazy over time. But those are some uh, good thoughts on that, that question. The next question could be maybe a little bit more lighthearted in a way. It's what are some commonly misused passages of Scripture or maybe some quotes that aren't actually in the Bible, lighthearted or offensive or offensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's good too. A little of both. maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about God will not give you more than you can handle? Mm. Uh, they, we kind of, we kind of tend to think that the Bible says that, but it doesn't really uh, say that it talks about how there's no temptation that is common to man that can overcome us, that God hasn't provided a way out. But, uh, when it comes to suffering in difficult circumstances and trials, uh, I think the truth is sometimes he actually does give us things we can't handle so that we'll depend on him and rely on him and trust in him. So I think he promises that. That's right. <clears throat> How about Jeremiah 29, 11? Mm. Oh, taken out of, taken out, out of, of context. context. Yeah. Right, right. I think we, we like to read that verse and, and 
think, oh, God has this great plan for me, but we need to remember, and he does, he does have a plan for us, but uh, we need to remember that that verse is very specifically about uh, his people that are in exile and they're going to die as slaves. So we we need to not take too much uh, in personal encouragement out of that verse. Instead, let's look towards the eternal uh, the eternal significance of that, that, that God is promising salvation for his people. That's right. Uh, not necessarily freedom and salvation from their circumstances on earth, but salvation in eternity with him. That's correct. So we can take plenty of hope out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think looking at it that way, it's far more significant mm-hmm. than thinking, oh, he, that, you know, God has a plan when for I get, me in this right. specific circumstance that I'm dealing with right now. That's right. Or when I get out of high school, I'm going to get a, a job right out of, right, right out of high school, making $80,000 a year uh, because God has a great Wonder, yeah. you know, right. plan for my life. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. But you do know he can do all, I can do all things through, <laughs> through Christ. Yes. Through him who strengthens me. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's one that I would, I think about often. I mean that uh, Paul is writing from prison. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, in, in previous so, to that verse, wait, he, he's not playing football. No, that's no. Oh, I know Tebow wrote that though. On, I mean, he had that on the. That's how they won the national championship two years in a row. That's right. Was that verse on his? I might get get in trouble for the Tebow thing. People, (laughs) they get very serious about about Tebow. Tebow. But as a Florida State fan, I don't. I just don't like the guy. I just don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell us how you really feel. So, uh, Paul was talking about contentment, though. Right. (laughs) Right. I've learned yeah. how to be brought low. There, there are a lot of what we've called in the past, and even in sermons in church, and, and, and we know what those things mean, and we know that when people have them on their T-shirts or on their coffee mugs, what they mean, but we still refer to them as that because sometimes they can become so cliched that they lose, they lose their actual meaning and actual context in what, what the Bible is trying to tell us. When the actual meaning is so much better. That's right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cleanliness is next to godliness is, uh, one of those things that I don't think that that was in the Bible. I think my grandmother might've said that a lot, but, um, but I don't think that's actually in the, the scripture. Yeah. Or, uh, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. So work hard enough if you want the blessings of God. That, that's right. Yeah. Right. Not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Mike, what do you think about second Chronicles seven fourteen? Oh, you forgot that one? If my people call by my name? Yes, I, I know that verse. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, uh, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Um, again, one of those things that we need to understand in the context of, of uh, Jewish nationalism and uh, Jewish ethnicity and uh, their... Uh, Again, if we're going to, if we're going to bring that verse into our immediate context, then we have to understand who my people are from a post resurrection new covenant perspective. My people would be the, the people of God, the, the church of Jesus Christ. And, um, and so yes, if his people, which are called by his name, uh, would humble themselves and pray. Uh, and so, so we are called to do that as his church. Um, but again, with the new covenant, um, Paul says that we are more of a, it's, it's a spiritual Israel. Not all who are of Abraham are Israel is what he says in Romans. So, um, so there's not, it's not an ethnic, uh, an ethnic, uh, corporate, uh, body. It is a spiritual corporate body. And that spiritual body certainly can impact, uh, the way things work out in this world, uh, when they do call on God. So, yeah, that's really good. Very good. I think also, I, lo- I love also the context of that is, um, it's, 
his people, the church, repenting of their sins, That's not correct. not not the nation's sins or, right. or someone else's sins, but their own personal struggles. Yeah. That's that that is not the that is not the battle cry for a culture war. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which un- unfortunately, many many times we often mistake it as such. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We'll keep moving on to the next question. What's the perfect fast food meal? Mm, that's a tough one. It is tough, but there is a right answer. <laughs> we we <laughs> okay. kind of figured that. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, are we going with again? Man, are, are you we going ki- with like mix and match whatever? Yeah, you that's want. what I was going to mix and match whatever you want. But sometimes you just want a hamburger, and sometimes you just want a chicken sandwich. I'm with okay. you. That there was a there was a little bit yeah, of internal so, struggle there. So it depends. Like all of these questions, it depends. Hmm. You can't have both in one meal. I guess you. It's could. the yeah, perfect sure. fast food. The yeah, perfect that's right. fast. Okay, I mean, so okay, no, uh, no limitations on money or appetite. Not. Yeah, right. Okay. So what is the perfect fast food meal then? Do you want? I guess I'll start with mine. Like a, a burger okay. with a side of chicken sandwich. I, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> anything goes. Listen, right? yeah. at IHOP, you can get a side of pancakes. pancakes. So yeah, that's any, true. I mean, that's right. Anything that's can be a side. So for but is me, that really fast food? It'd probably no, be that is not. Like the traditional wings and things at Zaxby's, right? I would take the wings from that, but then instead of chicken tenders, it would be the spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes. The fries would be from McDonald's, and the drink. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know if I was in the mood for it. It'd be like the Christmas peppermint milkshake from Chick Fil A. Oh. You were so close. I know. You were oh so close. <laughs> I thought you rounded that off pretty nicely. I was Spicy so close. chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Got it. With you there. For the fries, either McDonald's fries or curly fries from yes. Arby's. Okay. Yep. That also yeah. crossed both, my mind. Both perfectly acceptable. Absolutely. Options. And then a cookies and cream milkshake from Chick fil A. Nope. The peppermint one's better. I'm sorry. I think I, I think I would, yeah, align pretty well with that, Daniel. I, I mean, I don't have a, I think Popeye's fries are great. I love their fries, but yeah, I can, I can get on board with some curly fries, McDonald's fries, all of them. Yeah. Substitute, you know, the, the burger from McDonald's with something else. Oh, I'll, sure. I'll go ahead and say John Seth's a number one from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Right. Apparently that's yeah. it. So the Christian go. sandwich. Yeah. That's right. Did I say mine? No, you did not. I, Cause I was avoiding it. I was trying <laughs> not to. Because I really don't know. Look, I you know I could go to the same restaurant and and know the menu inside and out, and it's going to take me thirty minutes to decide what I want to eat in that moment. So, we know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, uh, so the perfect fast food meal. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Best burger. <sighs> See, <laughs> keep I would, it local. I would, Narrow it down to local. Okay, I would say Five Guys Burger. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. All if right. that's fast food, oh, maybe change if we count that yeah. fast food, yeah. that that would be the burger. Yeah, option. absolutely. Okay. Yep, I'm uh, with you. Five Guys Burger. Um, I would. I think I would. Um, see, the McDonald's fries are okay, but I like. I like. Um, believe it or not, I like um, Hardee's fries, and I don't even know why. It's not a, I, don't I don't think understand. that's a terrible. Answer. I mean, they're not awful. Yeah, they're, they're we good. have a question later that that should pertain yes. to yes. something that you're embarrassed about. <laughs> do you want? Do you want yeah. to just hold like yeah. pass? But this I'm one? and I'm with you. I'm with you on the on the rounding it off with a shake. And if it's winter, then the the peppermint uh, shake from is the is the summer option. The summer peach one is the peach. Oh, Mike, we're on the same page that's here. Right. That is the, the only best. way. Congratulations, we would differ, David. Though, yes, he, the, but we would still differ. Because he would go through small. and get Absolutely. a small. Yes. Because who does that except yeah. for you? I, yeah, I don't yeah. understand that. 
Uh, Dumb. <laughs> Extra large, if possible. If, yeah, they don't even make one big enough because it's gone by the time I get home. I don't understand the small. Yeah, whatever. I know. Okay. All right. So, next, yeah, I'm with next you on one, I think Mike's going to love even more based on how it's worded. <laughs> favorite, your favorite traditional barbecue slash grilled slash outdoor meal. I don't even know what that question means, but maybe we should figure out what we're gonna what question we're actually gonna answer. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to kind of sort through that terminology because barbecued and grilled are different are different not things. the same thing. And outdoor can be something completely different from that as well because low country boil mm. would be an outdoor oh, meal so that my is neither just, barbecue nor grilled. What? Yeah, I had my answer. And then you just threw it off. Oh, yeah. See, Seriously. see, that's oh, my goal. Go. My goal is to throw a wrench into <laughs> Chaos. all of you. That's right. Because right. I want to be the only one who's, uh, I don't want to be the only one who's undecided in some of these things. So for me, outdoor, um, I mean, a low, low, for me, We're a low, low agree, country right? boil is, is, yes. is yeah. spot that's the on best for one. me. Outdoor, yes. outdoor meal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, grilling mm-hmm. uh, is just going to have to be a good, for me, a steak. Yep. I'm with you. Um, yeah. And the only way to eat a steak is medium rare. Or rare. Or rare, yes. Yes. Yep. Rare or medium rare. Medium ish. No. Yeah, I agree. Medium <laughs> Waste rare of a good cow. Less. That's right. <laughs> yes. Are um, we all agreed on the grill on, as on a steak? steak? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yes. so none so, of you are going to like, say, chicken. No, no. no oh, steak's no. so much better. So okay. now we're just answering the, act, the barbecue question. The yeah. barbecue. Because I think question. we'll differ here, maybe. I don't know if we will or not. For me, well. Now we're talking barbecue smoked, right? Yes. Yeah. So for me, it would be like smoked pulled pork. Honestly, that's probably my favorite. I love that. Man, I don't know what my favorite would be because I'll eat any of them. Pork's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But brisket's real good. Yeah. That's good too. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But ribs are good. I don't know. See, I think. What a. I like. I think I like the smoked pork better because I'm better at that Mm. than I am at ribs because you can't mess it up. Right. But, but I really, I still have not made smoked ribs to my satisfaction. I can't get it the way, the way I want it. I mean, we eat it, they're edible and it's, they're good, but it just, I mean, that's what everybody says anyway. I just, I'm not happy with them yet. So I'm, mm. I'm going to have to go with smoked pork because yeah. I can do that much better. That's true. Cool. Next question. Are all sins equal in God's sight? It's a good question. It's I think it's a valid question. Um, I, I think one of the one of the kind of go to sections of scripture is James. James talks a lot about about that. He talks about the nature of sin, where it actually comes from. So if we're trying to blame the devil for it, he says, "Don't do that. Sin comes from your own lustful and sinful desires from within." Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically walks through this this logic that says, if you have broken one of the commandments, you've broken them all. And the reason he does that. It's not because he's trying to rank sins or sinful behavior. He's trying to say that, that regardless of what we, how offensive we think a particular action is to God, um, we're all offensive our, uh, to God because of our nature, and we all require a Savior because of it. We can't right. save ourselves. So, so if, if, you're, if, if you're trying to just behave— yourself into heaven by just small sins, then the Bible is going to, is going to, um, it's going to undermine that argument. It's not going to have, it's not going to go for that. Yeah. I've always said like all sins are ultimately deserving of the same thing, 
but we even see in the old Testament, different laws that have different punishments for different sins. So like the wages of sin is death that separates us from God. We're accountable to the whole law. If we break one, um, that kind of thing. But I mean, even like I said, we see different right. on earth and in earth, right. like from an earthly standpoint, we see different punishments for different. Yeah. There sins, are so. different, there are certainly different consequences for different sins. Um, some sins are going to be more consequential than others, uh, in the physical realm, just as reality works itself out, but also in the legal world, as those consequences are imposed, uh, because of uh, whatever violations there are. Jesus seems to make some comparisons, especially like when he's talking to Pharisees yeah. about specks in, in their eye versus logs in your eye. Um, he, you know, he, he says that the one who handed him over to Pilate committed a greater sin than Pilate. Um, so, so there is at least some sense of, of, uh, greater sin versus lesser sin. Right. Um, what we don't want to do is use that argument to justify our lesser sins, right. which is yes. where yes. sometimes yes. that, Absolutely. that question gets asked because, because we naturally want to live our lives, um, by comparison. Cause I'm not as bad as that guy. Exactly. Right. As long right. and as long, it, because we think God is going to grade on a, grade us on a curve. And so as long as we're not as bad as that person over here, we're ahead of the curve when in fact we all, according to the Bible, all fall short of that curve, of that standard. Right. None of us are, are able to, to, uh, live out his glory and in, in perfect obedience to his commands. So. Yeah. That's good. I'll give a psh for John Seth's sake. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace. We miss him. <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> well, coach Diggy is. Yeah. Coach Diggy. Yeah. No. Coach, Rest in peace to coach Diggy. Yeah. That's good. I guess we'll keep moving here. Uh, this one's an easy one, I think. If not ministry, what career would you pursue? How can you say any of these are easy? None easy of these are easy. Okay, it's easy for you. Yeah. Okay, so that means they're easy. Go ahead, David. Uh, mine would probably be one of two things. Uh, it would either be these, well, there's like two in one, either some kind of like studio musician or professional musician. Uh, and then the other option would probably be something like a band director or something like that, I feel. Like I would enjoy doing. So are studio musicians not professional musicians? They, they are, oh, but okay. the nature is professional musicians play out live shows. They go on tour and stuff. Studio musicians, they literally, I know guys that wake up in their house, they have a home studio. All they do is record tracks and send it to artists and they make, that's how they make their living, wow. which is pretty cool to me. So. You don't want to be like a barista? You know, that would, I feel like I would enjoy that. So that's, that's his that's retirement gig. That's what he, uh, that would definitely be like third place though, mm. but below the other two. But yeah, that's mm. a good point. I think I would enjoy that too. Mm. I had to think about it for a little bit because I don't know anything that I'm good at. <laughs> 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 but the thing that I came up with, I was as I was thinking about it, I thought, I mean, at one point I did con- consider because of my love for sports, like I I, I could easily. I could easily see myself doing like a sports journalism type of I thing. I, I mean, I would never, I mean, it, it you would know, be you great. You can do all things through Christ. Who That's true, Mike. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it would just be great. You know, if I'm, you know, watching college football on Saturday, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, Shelly. You know, I have to watch all of these games today because I have to, I have to do my job. You know, I right. have to write That's an right. article about this tomorrow. So I'm sorry. You know, I just have to watch these college football games. Yeah. Without interruption. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel. I don't know. This one's hard for me. I would, um, the only other thing I can think of that I would enjoy is, uh, is working in the coffee business. Um, not necessarily being a barista, although I could, I could 
see enjoying that, but, uh, but just involved in the business side of it, the roasting, the, uh, you know, really, I want to be the one to go pick out the coffee at the plantation. I don't know how you get that gig, but that would be real good. The good news is I kind of do those things on a smaller level, even while I work in ministry though. I mean, like, I feel like I can do coffee stuff and music stuff in a studio and play, you know, like, right. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, for me, um, you know, I've always wanted to pretend to be an architect. <laughs> That's, for those of you who know Seinfeld out there, uh, marine biologist, you know, one of those. Um, the, uh, the, I always, well, see, ministry was not my first, my first option. I was in the world of transportation and business uh, working for Rider Systems for five years uh, before I got into ministry vocationally. Um, I was serving in a church, you know, as a lay leader, but, um, so I would see myself, um, probably in some kind of business, uh, operations management kind of thing for some kind of, some kind of business service industry or manufacturing industry, something along those lines. Um, just because that's just what I knew. Um, now the dream job would be like quality control at some ice cream plant. (laughs) <laughs> where I have to, where I have to taste the new Ben and Jerry flavors coming off good the point. line uh, to make sure. So good choice. That, that good would choice. be a, that would be a, that would be an okay job. Nice. I have a feeling though, what my second job is going to be in retirement is like laying vinyl floors for people <laughs> doing baseboards or something. Cause it seems like I have a lot of practice at that as well. That's funny. Again, the next one's easy for me. Okay. It's probably not going to be easy for anyone else. Something that you enjoy, but would be embarrassed if someone found out I'll start us off. This is embarrassing. Y'all are all going to like throw up your mouth a little when you hear this. I already did. Yes. So for some reason, when I was younger, when I got sick, the only food that I wanted was tuna helper. I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense that you won't make sense of it. But to this day, when I get sick, all I want is tuna helper. And am I embarrassed? A little bit, but I can't help it. This makes me ask some questions about your parents. Like, did they really (laughs) love you? Well, they, you know, that's a good point because you know what they call, I was a picky kid. I was a picky eater. You know what they called it to get me to eat it? Cause they knew if I knew it was tuna helper, I wouldn't you just called it cheesy noodles. It's foolproof. You just tell your kid cheesy, cheesy noodles. noodles. Yeah. Oh, and so when I was like four years old, I'm like, oh, clever. Yeah, great. Wow. That sounds great. And I learned to like it. And then they Pod, told me it was a noodles. podcast with parenting tips. There we yeah, go. that's right. Lie to your kids. Cheesy evidence of the fall. <laughs> yeah. Tuna helper, man. So my dad used to eat tuna, and he would half it with the cat that we had. <laughs> and so at that point, I decided tuna is not for me. I have two cats. Win-win. That's oh. right. It's cat food. Right. Hmm. Who else is admitting? Yeah, no one else is going to. I, they're throwing me under the bus here. There's absolutely nothing in my life that's amazing. <laughs> I know. I remember back in high school, um, uh, the, the, you know, you, High schoolers are so judgmental, um, but so so nobody admitted to listening to Ario Speedwagon, but everybody listened to Ario Speedwagon. And I know that that's way before your guys' time. You don't even know who that is, but that's uh, me. That, that's probably um, you know I don't know. Pretty lame. I wish I could say I knew who that was. I don't yeah, know. I know. I know. I have one, but I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear it, Skyler. Let's hear it, Skyler. Go ahead. Yeah. We could always edit it out. Yeah. You won't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Okay. 
this is going to like change. His face is so red. I know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so uh, there's a show that I do tend to enjoy that I don't like to admit to. I've never admitted it. But I started watching it like in college, I think. And now it's so far into it. It's still on that I just need closure at this point. It's never going to stop. Anybody have any guesses on? Is it an anime? No, it is not okay. anime. Okay. That's John Seth. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, oh that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not pretty bad. That bad. <laughs> you should I be don't very, like very embarrassed. I am. <laughs> My wife watches Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> My wife also watches Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a doctor show, right? I mean, yeah. Wait, yeah, a doctor soap opera. Just oh, so okay, we're clear, okay. you started watching that before <laughs> you met Shelly. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How does well, Shelly feel about Lisa it? Lisa was uh, a Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah no, it. I haven't watched Gilmore Girls. I watched, yeah, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. In fact, I think you said something the other day about that show and uh, Netflix and why you can't cancel Netflix. What show? Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, because Shelley watches it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't believe know. anything that I say now. now. Right. That's right. right. All right, Daniel. Here we go. Let's hear yours. Here we go. Anything. So I'm a huge nerd, and uh, we so that's that's not a surprise to anyone. So we'll, we'll skip past the nerdy stuff. Um, Moana is a fantastic movie. It's just a great movie. I don't think that would be embarrassing to other people. I do. I really. Did not like Moana, but that's just me. Oh, man. Well, you're wrong. So, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, he wrote that soundtrack, Yes, right? soundtrack. Uh, Hamilton have you ever, guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever heard him sing those songs? It's so bad. Why? Now, he so, does sing one of them um, on the actual soundtrack, yeah. just part of it. Has somebody ever, like, he's a phenomenal songwriter. Like, Hamilton was great. In the Heights recently, that was great. Moana, great. He's written for other things. I mean, do you think it's like an American Idol thing? Like somebody hasn't told him, like, dude, you can't sing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If he came to me and was like, hey, I got an idea. It's like, well, you can write the songs for it, but please right. don't sing. Yeah. <laughs> how much How listen, much better would Hamilton have been if he was the lead true. guy? Hey, listen, someone that gets that? Keith Getty. <laughs> okay. yeah, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he just lets Kristen sing all of it because yeah. she's awesome. He even went so far as to make a music video of him singing. It's another dude singing. It, he's acting like he is. And it's <laughs> another guy. Like, he's just lip syncing. Anyway. Now, I, before we move on, I think we would be doing our audience a disservice if we did not answer this question for, for John, John Seth. Seth. I agree. Oh. Yeah. So let's just take a second. Think through it. What's something that he enjoys that he should be embarrassed for? Well, soccer. Obviously soccer, yeah. Yeah. His love of the movie, The Notebook. Yeah. Yes. 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 That, that, one. that one, though. Yeah. Is there a new one? Romantic films. He should be embarrassed by that. I don't know. He kind of admits to a lot of things that I, I feel like he should be embarrassed about. That's, that's why I, I changed the question a little bit, that he should be embarrassed Oh, for. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think he would be embarrassed. I know. That's the problem. That's tough. Maybe we'll get him to answer just that question next podcast. That's a good question. Yeah. Are we actually going to tell everybody where he is, or <laughs> are we just going wait? To he's not in Orlando. At a... okay. <laughs> just didn't know. <laughs> Do you, you can you should tell them, Mike? No, 
No, that's that's okay. John Seth, this so we're recording this the week of Vacation Bible School. He hates Vacation Bible School so bad that that's he's right. faked some illness and went so far as to get his appendix removed. That's right. So that's right. he I fooled mean, the doctors enough. I know to make them, them to take his appendix, take out. His appendix out. Right. He was he my was, only defense against the water bottle or the water bucket contest. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, anybody have any final thoughts? Well, thanks for joining us for Coffee, Rants, and All Things Christian. If you have any more questions for us, you can submit it on our website, pbclc.com slash podcast, and maybe we'll do another one of these Q&As sometime soon. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe to us, depending on what platform you listen to us on, and please leave us a five-star rating. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.